David, take your coat with you, otherwise you'll get a death of cold. My mother would say as I rushed out of the house in my usual forgetful self. Funny how we ingrain attributes of childhood that last into adulthood. The context of my mother's comment was that people did, in living memory, go out in the cold and wet and contract the potentially fatal condition of pneumonia. I would hazard that the house I was born into, constructed during the building surge of the 60s, was the first my mother had with proper central heating. So I would give her latitude and remind myself that, as with all mothers, she is only thinking of my welfare. The late and unsurpassed Hans Rosling pointed out that he was born to parents whose own parents in Sweden did not have running water. Sweden, the most advanced and civilised country that gave the world Ikea, Volvo, Abba and Noble, had in 1952 the same birth-death rate that southern Sudan has today. Time and context is everything when we make comparisons of our current situation to those of our parents. What if I took my mother's comments literally, that I would put myself in mortal danger if I did not take my coat? Children, up to a certain age, when they feel the need to push back on everything you say, really do take what parents say literally. The coat thing is trivial, I know, but what if my mother told me that all men are potential paedophiles, and not what she did say, which was that one should avoid men looking dodgy. If you put fear into a child that all men are dangerous and the child sees no male teachers at kindergarten, then the outcome is far more damaging than the perception of the original risk. The response to an overinflated perception of a chance that is improbable drives behaviour or policy that on average creates a materially worse outcome. The overreaction to the risk of male assault on children has led, led to a chronic lack of male teachers during the informative stages of boys' and girls' development. It's a societal tragedy. As with all lunacy, the lack of male models in school has been one reason why only 40% of the, the university population are now men. One aspect of climate change is the use of children to provide hysterics on the global stage to add some form of credibility. The, quote, you will not be around, quote, line of argument. Uh, do you recall the girl who gave the lecture on climate change and was famous for five minutes? Yes, it was Seven Colors Suzuki, who at the age of 12, giving her how dare you speech to the 1992 UN Earth Summit. What I find particularly cruel is that we have a proliferation of parents willing to overstate existential risk to the detriment of their children's risk of mental health. They are telling their woolen-hatted and vitamin D deficient children that they will die in 20 years due to the existential risk that is climate change. How is a child expected to respond to this doomsday cult-like behaviour? Form the fetal position and wait for the adults to, well, grow up? Overreacting to a perceived risk has unintended and ill-considered consequences that the activists crush as they rush to be ahead on the narrative and the first to suggest a silver bullet solution. In the argument that the response to COVID-19 is a gross overreaction, I would say it is too early to tell 
as we need to have, wait for it, reliable measures that balance fatalities with jobs and mental health. Also, the economic activity that has brought us the innovations that has doubled the expected life of everyone within a century. Not accessible to, as they say, put a price on life, only that when you do go out into the wet and cold, do as my mother told me and put your coat on.